and speaking to Ryan Tobacats. She is a Chicago-based artist and muralist. In 2009, she started her first custom art and mural company. She has painted murals in hotels, private homes, schools, restaurants, galleries, orphanages, and on buildings in nine countries. I'd like to start by talking a little bit about your background. Can you tell me where you grew up? Yeah, I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Very happy childhood in the suburbs. And what brought you to Chicago? So I went to college at Kent State University and got a fine art degree. And then I started traveling. So I was living in Costa Rica, actually. And we were done with Costa Rica. And we had painted a bunch of murals down there, like bartering murals for hotel stays for months. And we were kind of tired of it. And we wanted to move back to the U.S. And literally, we threw a dart at a map that was in the hostel we were staying at. And it landed kind of closest to Chicago as a city. And that was like the only decision-making factor. <laughs> and how was the adjustment to life in Chicago? I loved it. It was really nice. I think we had been like roughing it for a while in Costa Rica. So it was a lot of, a lot of movement, a lot of living out of a backpack. And when we moved to Chicago, we moved right into Boys Town. And we were just surrounded by the most wonderful gay men in the whole world. It was me and my business partner at the time but they just really like coddled us and took us into this world that we had never been introduced to before. And it was wonderful. <laughs> I love Chicago right away. What makes Chicago such a great city to live in your opinion? Honestly, it's grown on me. I pretty much moved almost every year for about nine years after I graduated college. So I was very transient. And when I moved to Chicago, I liked it, but I didn't love it at first. And I kept traveling. So I would like have Chicago as kind of a home base, meaning like I stored two suitcases here and I would go off to India for seven months. I left for Korea for two years, but I always tended to come back to Chicago just because that's where my friends were. And then I met my husband and he had a daughter with a split custody. So I was like, no more traveling, which was crazy for me, but it ended up being wonderful because I needed to sit still and I needed to plant some roots somewhere. And ever since I've planted my roots in Chicago, it's just been getting better and better, honestly. Did you ever think about moving when you were going through that time where you were trying to settle down? Oh yeah, for sure. I never could sit still in a city for some reason. Probably California would have been my next stop. And I probably would have ended up there for who knows, who knows what would have happened. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad I ended up here. My family's still in Ohio. So it's like a five hour drive to see my parents, which is as far away as I'd ever want to be from them. Are the winters something that you find as a drawback here? I used to, but honestly, now that my career has taken off, I've really been looking forward to the winter. I was telling my husband, I was like, okay, like I'm on break now for at least three to four months because it's just too cold to paint outside. And I was looking forward to the break because I ran really, really hard this year, spring, summer, and fall, just nonstop muraling. And I still have that fear of like never getting another job. So I always just, I take on everything that I can. And now I'm realizing I have like a wait list and I don't need to do that anymore. So I'm really looking forward to winter just because I wanted to sit down on my couch and binge Netflix for a while. 
How did you first get interested in art and in painting murals? I got a painting degree. It was just the one thing that I always did where I disappeared into it and time disappeared. And I knew that if I could do that for a living, that would be my first choice. The murals grew over time. Painting for me, it was the place where I could disappear to. But really, it was I'm a business person and I like to make money. So I would paint like kitchen cabinets and I would paint houses and I would paint, I mean, anything with a paintbrush in it, I would do it just to earn a living. And murals came about slowly. Like people would ask me to paint something and then they kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And every time I would say yes to a bigger job, I would like go home and like have a panic attack and be like, oh my God. I don't know how to paint a one-story building or a two-story building or a four-story building. And I would just go into it and I'd be like, sure, I'll be there on Tuesday. And I would figure it out. And then the more I figured it out, I realized I was actually pretty good at it. And I could make a lot more money painting huge murals than doing all the canvas pieces in the world. Was there a particular tipping point when you really realized that that was possible to focus on murals? There's probably a few, but two years ago, my husband sat me down and he was like, you need to stop working all the side jobs. You need to stop doing all the dog portraits and all the stuff. And you need to donate large scale murals to whoever will give you a building and we'll just, we'll cover the cost of the scissor lift. And he was like, you just need to focus on that. And I was like, that's insane. Like how indulgent and crazy and what a waste of money. And for me, just as my like, business person, I was like, that's really irresponsible. But I did. And I did the, um, the Purple Hearts mural in Evanston. And it just kind of blew up after that. Like, all of a sudden, people were like, oh, you're good at what you do. Here's another wall. Here's another wall. Here's another wall. And then I met Mike Zucker with Peak Properties. And that was another huge turning point. And he came to me and he had seen my work. He manages all the properties and he had come into my apartment one day like years and years ago to just do like a check for the furnace or something I don't know and he was like oh my god like I love the art on the walls so we kind of met that way and now years later he reached out and he was like we have like 600 buildings in Chicago and we would love you to just start painting so he was like design whatever you want to design and figure out what your message is and here's the budget for each wall and I was like <laughs> so that was probably the second big turning point. What's your process for deciding what your murals are gonna look like and designing those? That is also new. I just recently became a designer as well, which is a very different career. I mean, I've been doing this for 14 years and really my clients would come to me and they would say, here's a picture of what I want, put it on the wall. And I'd be like, okay. And there wasn't a lot of thought process behind it except just making it happen. But with Mike Zucker and Peak Properties, he really challenged me to understand what message I wanted to put out into the world on large scales in very public places. And I had to figure it out really quickly. So I started painting my children series. And I really wanted to, I mean, obviously children are a big part of my life right now. I have an 11 year old and a three year old. So that's my every day. And I love just the innocence of children and the whimsy behind everything that they do and the delight in the world that they have. 
So I kind of went with that in the beginning just to paint the children that were in my life. So Livy in the Sky is my husband's best friend's daughter. There's a drip rainbow painting, and that's my son's other friend, Shavi and Watts. It was just people that I knew at the time, and it was photographs that I could were easily accessible to me. And then when I painted the Butterfly Girl last spring, she was kind of a game changer for me. I had to really fight for her because George Floyd had just happened, and there was just so much controversy. My husband is a psychologist. He runs For Real Therapy, which is just um, a very diverse based therapy practice. And we just talk a lot about integrating every kind of a person into every space as much as we can. So when I wanted to paint her there, I got a lot of pushback because it's Wrigleyville and a beautiful little black girl on a wall. They weren't sure if that would be okay in the neighborhood. I'm a very non-confrontational person. Like I'm always just like, okay, whatever. But for some reason with that one, I was like, so they're like, oh, penis, like a baseball boy or like something that's more wriggly-ish. And I was like, no, like if I'm going to take that wall, this is what I want there. And a year later, Mike Zucker called me up and he was like, you've got your wall, you've got your girl, make it happen. Oh my God, the outpouring of love from the neighborhood was just so the opposite of what everybody was worried about. Everyone was just so thrilled. Like there's all these condos that look at that wall and it's just this kind of crappy parking lot next to a 7-Eleven like it's just very gray and you walk past it and people just comment all the time to me they're like thank you (laughs) thank you for putting something beautiful there something that makes me happy every day. How has using your murals to convey a message helped to transform you? I think my message is getting stronger as I do this I feel like I'm running all the time so I'm just running from job to job to job and school pickup and get the groceries. And I don't ever have time in my life right now to sit down and say, what do I want to say? It's just not a thing that I give myself time for. And recently with these last few murals, I've wanted to have more of a message and I want to really show the beauty of diversity. And I want to do that through children because I feel like people accept it more and they can see themselves in these children. It's like every ethnicity up on the wall, as many as I can get, so that everybody can say, oh, we're going to go to Wiseman Park because that's where Livy is, and I want my daughter to see Livy because they look alike. It was interesting. I was preparing for your podcast, and I started listening to podcasts for the first time ever because I was like, I don't know how to do this. And I was like, wow, all these artists have such a strong message, and I was like, I feel it inside of me. I just haven't really given myself the chance to go there yet. So more to come this year. (laughs) What is it like when you're around town and you actually see your murals? What's that experience like? Oh, I love it. It's like visiting my other children. I definitely drive out of my way a few blocks every once in a while to visit them just so I can drive past it. And my son is super cute. He thinks I've painted every single mural in the city. So every time there's a painting, it was mommy paint. And I was like, no, but now he's starting to understand like where they are and he kind of knows the names of them. So we'll like drive past the drip rainbow and he'll be like, hi, Shabby. And he like says hello to his friends who are randomly painted all over the city. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely one of the biggest joys to constantly see my work everywhere. In general, would you say that Chicago is a city that really embraces murals and embraces public art? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Like when you asked me before, do I enjoy living in Chicago? That has been the thing that has just blown me away. I mean, the aldermen's, the park districts, the community, so many people now have like reached out to me and they're like, we love what you're trying to say. We love your work. It's happy. It's colorful. Please like come and paint something near my house or in my park. And yeah, Chicago is very art centered, I feel. And I feel like once you've kind of stepped up into this world that I've like just gotten my toes into right now, you understand that people are so excited to just spend money on it and to support artists and to support the art. And I love that I'm able to give people in neighborhoods something that I'm like, here, this took me four days and now you get it for 20 to 25 years and it's just going to be there. So yeah, Chicago's wonderful with art. I've noticed too that you're starting to get commissions elsewhere, like you got a commission to paint a water tower, I believe in Indiana. What was that experience like and how did that come about? Oh God, that was so crazy. I was done. I was starting my vacation. I was like, it's cold out. I'm going to take my break now. And an old client that I had painted a sign for years ago, he called me up and every once in a while he calls me, he has these like weird government contracts. And there are always these like insane jobs where I'm like, uh, okay, you know, I'll, I guess, and the money's great. So I say, I'll learn, I'll figure it out. And the last few they all fell apart. So when this one came, I was like, sure, we'll see if it happens. And he's like, well, we're thinking next, you know, in the spring and whatever. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to worry about it. And then he calls me and he's like, we need you the week after Thanksgiving. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. Are you in? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so it was for a steel manufacturing company in Indiana, which is like on that weird little peninsula when you're driving out on 9094, I think. But yeah, that was, that was really crazy. I showed up that day. They're like, bring a hard hat, steel toed boots, an industrial harness, like all this stuff that I was like, okay, I'll find that store. So I show up on the day and they hand me this roll of stencil to make a word that was 36 feet long by, I don't know, the stencil was insane. And there was no preliminary discussion. Like they just were like, here's the dangling basket that you're going to get in and it's 140 feet up and it's windy and cold today and we're sorry about that but you should be okay <laughs> I was like oh god okay so yeah it was definitely a learning experience I thought about writing a tiny will before I left my house that morning just in case I was scared on that one but uh you just say yes to things and you fake it till you make it and I went up there and they gave me a helper wonderful guy named Hector I'd never met and he helped me get that stencil on this insane water tower it was really cold it was really windy on the second day when I went there the winds were at 25 miles an hour which doesn't sound bad but it's really really bad when you're right off the lake on a dangling basket and there was a point where we went up and they, they asked me, it was like all these men, you know, all these like steel workers and they're standing around me and I'm this just tiny little person. And they're like, are you okay? Do you want to go up? It's like, if you guys say it's safe, let's go. I just wanted to get it done. And they were like, there's these wind gusts that happen. If there's a wind gust, we're bringing you down. I didn't understand what that meant. We go up about six minutes in, me and Hector were like frantically like duct taping the stencil to the thing as fast as we can. I was like, I just need two hours. I need two hours and I can finish like the other half of this water tower. 
And we got like two letters taped on and a wind gust hit and the basket flew back like, I don't know, it seemed like 20 feet. It probably wasn't. And then it came and slammed back into the water tower. And it's just a metal basket. If your hand hits the water tower, you're, it was crazy. And Hector, he had been there for weeks painting this water tower white. And he looked at me and he was like, this is not safe. We are done. And I was like, agreed, like that's fine. So they brought us down. We went home. We came back the next day. It was sunny and warm and nice. And we finished it in two hours. And I was like, hmm, that wasn't necessary to do all that, all that danger. But I'm definitely not afraid of heights anymore. I imagine that was quite the experience. Do you think you'll ever take on a commission like that again? Yeah, why not? I like to experience life. I want to be safe. That was the least safe maybe I've ever felt, but I knew that it was okay. Like there were a bunch of people there that were running this equipment that knew what they were doing. They were on top of it, but yeah, why not? I'm down for any jobs. I'm sure they're just going to get crazier as the years go on. And going forward, what's your vision for what you'd like your work to look like in the next few years and how would you like it to evolve? I definitely want to continue with the children series. I love the humanity behind them. I love being able to paint something. I want to give a message of joy out to the world. And I feel like children do that. At the end of this season, I had painted my husband and son which was the first time I had really done an adult in that scale. And that was a lot of fun too. So I realized it doesn't have to all be children. I just want to show humanity at its kindest and most beautiful. And I feel like we have so much information that's coming at us all the time. And a lot of it is negative. So if I can put something out into the world, I want it to be joyful and happy and beautiful. So that no matter what kind of day you're having, if you pass by one of my murals, it might make you smile. It might make you feel a little bit better about things. So I'm not quite sure exactly what the images are going to all look like, but that's hopefully going to be the message behind them. In closing, do you have any upcoming projects that you can tell us about? Sure. I have a mural starting in March with BMO Harris Bank. They just built a new huge building. It's beautiful downtown. And as far as I understand it, I'm one of their first muralists that they've ever hired to do an art project. Typically, I guess they do canvas pieces or prints. And so there's a nonprofit that found me and made this whole thing happen called I Paint My Mind. And they've been wonderful. So we've had a lot of meetings. We're still in the design process with that one. But I went the other day to see the actual site. And it's just an insane construction site right now. But it's going to be really beautiful. Look forward to seeing that. And thank you for taking time out to talk today. It was really a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, it was such a pleasure speaking with you too.